0: Something completely, not completely, but rather abstract. We've been talking about how to ask God accurately. So let's turn to James chapter 4. Let's talk today about how to ask another way. Praise God. James chapter 4, are y'all there? Amen. If you love the word, you'll say amen. Amen. Well, some of y'all will love it in a little bit. Praise his name. Verse 1 of chapter 4 in James, the word says, From whence come wars and fightings among you. You know, that's a good question to ask. Why are people so cranky? Why are people so, you know, wound up, nervous, and just fidgety, and just, and just not at peace? He said, From whence come wars and fightings among you. Come they not hence, or here's where they come from, even your lusts that war in your members. Now, he said there's things warring inside of us. And then he says, ye lust, and ye have not. Ye kill, and desire to have, and cannot obtain. Ye fight, and war. Now, let me tell you all right there, that's the, that, that may not be the outward man of a lot of people, but that's what's going on in a lot of people. They're just stirred up on the inside. They're just not satisfied. You have midlife crises. You have all sorts of things going on. You go, well, what's this and what's that? It's because there's things that God put inside of us that we hadn't got, it, that we hadn't got yet. He's told us to believe. I mean, there's something inside of us that's told us to believe him for things and we hadn't got them yet. And it makes you cranky. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. It just makes you cranky. And we think, well, it's this and that. But James said, he said, it's this. He said, you have not because you ask not. So let's put it in first person right there and say it together. I have not because I ask not. He said, Don't, he said that thing's building up pressure inside of you. All those wars and fightings. He said, get the pressure off, just ask. But you know, people would rather just about do anything than ask they just do anything than ask somebody to help them or to give them something or even to bother God. We have a theology in, in our nation right now. Bless the Lord, it's not right. But, you know, it's like we don't want to bother God. We don't want to ask him for too much. We don't want, we, you know, it's three wishes from the genie and you don't want to burn them on little things. So you just tough it out on your own until you, you know, save it for insurance in case you really have to have something from God. You want to have a little card there that says, Lord, I haven't been bothering you. I've been real good, but now I need you. And it's wrong. I said it is incorrect. And it's a devil's doctrine. Hallelujah. But then he goes on in verse 3 and he says, Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss, that ye may consume it upon your less. Well, we've talked in seven sessions. Surely, you know, you've got something out of it. But we've talked about how the church, even by the pulpit ministry, even by, uh, by design, we've been trained not to expect God to answer our prayers. It has been a lottery at best where we just cash in, we just load up God with prayers and just think, well, if it's on a percentage basis, you know, if he just is going to pick out 10, at least I'm going to load him up and get 10% of them, you know. But we just can't expect God to answer everything. It's wrong. We ought to have every single prayer answered every single time. That is the design, that is the plan, and I'm telling you, it really doesn't work that well when you get off of that plan and that design. Christianity does not work well having someone that says, I'll supply all your need, I'll answer every prayer, and we don't get it done. But you can't blame God for not wanting to adjust, not wanting to shift it around and make it easy for us and just meet us in our plan, because we shift like the sand, don't we? He's got to set a standard and he's got to get us all on his standard. He wants to answer your prayer. Thank you, Lord. But we've been, we've been taught and, and, and to, to not expect that. And one thing people have done, and it's, it's, uh, it's wrong, but they've gone to God based on works. Rather than actually asking for something, they've just kind of sidled up next to Him and just said, well, Lord, you know I've been trying. I've been trying. How many of you all know trying's not really in the book? <laughs> you know, it's just not in the book. You've got to produce. And 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 so they've been kind of saying, well, Lord, you know, I hadn't been bad like so and so over there, and we begin to we begin to assign a value and a worth to our life based on what we do, or more importantly, what we don't do, like the Pharisee. I'm not like those that do this and such, but Lord, I'm this and that, and uh, the Lord doesn't answer prayer. He doesn't get you anything based on that. Whatever you think about it, whatever you believe about it, the the the, the thing remains. The rule of the kingdom is asking. The rule of the kingdom is asking. Well, why is that? Because faith is released in the asking. Faith to receive is released in the asking. Y'all grunt or something. Just say amen or just, you know, say, I knew already knew that. Praise the Lord. Um, turn with me to Matthew chapter 6. We'll get right into this. I have several scriptures this morning. You know, you know how it is when it's your last time on something. You got you to gotta tie up all the loose ends. Blessed are they that came for the last one, Lord. They'll know everything by now. Praise God. Um, God wants you to ask him for some things. Uh, I'm reminded of the story in Matthew chapter 20, uh, verse 30, where where the two blind men called out and said, Son of David, have mercy on me. And, you know, the crowd tried to put them down, and they persisted and they persisted till finally Jesus asked these two blind men. And, And you might think at first, well, you know, how did he know they were blind? They had on clothing that designated them as blind men. It wasn't like he just looked in their eyes and saw they had a kind of a, you know, a cross eye or, you know, one was closed. They, they were designated. And so, so he knew they were blind, but he asked them this question. He said, what would you have me to do? And then they had to ask the question, Lord, that we would receive our sight. And the Bible says they went away seeing Nothing happened. So just because it's obvious what you and I need from God does not mean anything's going to change until we ask. That is a major, major thing. If you got that down, it's like, God, you know, and we talk about it, and I, I mention it, and I'm suffering, and I'm trying to do your will, and I'm trying to be good. If you just help a little, Lord, it would just go a long ways. And he's just got this thing about the rule of heaven, the rule of God is asking. Why? Because faith to receive is released in the asking. And here it says in Matthew chapter 6, another example of something along this line in verse, uh, in verse uh, 31. Uh, verse 30, Wherefore, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, tomorrow cast in the oven, shall he not much more clothe ye, O ye of little faith? And then he said, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? That's a question. What shall we eat or what shall we drink or wherewith shall we be clothed? How many of y'all know that's not the right kind of asking? To ask God, well, now, what are you going to do about this situation? He wants us to ask him according to the promises, not according to the need. Are y'all here today? Amen. Amen. And then he says in verse 32, the Lord Jesus says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. Now look here. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. So God knowing about your need does not translate into God meeting your need. Of course He knows your need. Of course He knew those two boys were blind. Of course, he knows that what you what he's put in your heart to believe him for is going to require some asking. It's not the end of it when you just say, "Lord, I'll go where you want me to go. I'll do what you want me to do. I'll, you know, it, that, that's a one time that gets you in the door that that opens the, the avenue. But you're going to do a lot of asking to obey God in this life. You're going to have. To, it's like, well, doesn't this thing? I'm in the army. Doesn't they just give me a supply? It's not that way in God's kingdom. You have to ask even for what may seem obvious. Amen. Amen. You're gonna have to ask. Say, I must ask. ask. Yes, you may. You're gonna have to ask. And we just hadn't been that vocal. The church is not even, you know, we hadn't even been confessing over the years. We had we've been struggling with prosperity. Well, you know, does God want to give you things? And then, of course, healing's been back there too. So here we are, the church, just mostly infant and just backward and just and 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 getting nowhere. We gotta start asking. We gotta be always answered askers. Turn with me, if you would, to uh, Psalm 24. Now, I want to talk about this morning, about transferring. I'm going to take a different turn today. So, you know, if you just stepped in this morning or whatever, you you know, you're just going to get this one facet. I'm just telling you up front. But it'll bless you. But if you want more, we've got it on tape and all that sort of thing. But everything you and I need has already been sent. You hadn't been looking for something. You hadn't been needing something. You're not even going to need something that God hadn't already put it in line. Yeah, that's that's big. That's big. God's already he's already looked ahead. You know, the higher up you are, the further down the road you can see. He's already seen what you're going to need. He's already seen when you got off the track, if you ever got in and in and in and, 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 and already provided a way to you get back on. Uh, lined up people and made prayers available and caused things to happen, to, even to restore and recover us so we can just get back on track. And um, But the stuff we need, now here's the key, here's the key right here. The stuff you need is not always in the right hands. Heaven has sent it, but there has to be a, a place to put it in the earth, a, a depository as it were, and God has allowed that to come into what we call the wicked, the sinner. But it's all His, and in Psalm 24, it says that. In verse 1, it says, the. let's read it together. Verse 1, ready, read. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. So the earth is the Lord's, and everything in the, in the earth. You don't have anything. When you tithe, you didn't keep, give God His and keep yours. It's all His. He just wants to know where ten of it is, you know. but it's all His. He just wants you to not be able to look at 10% of it. <laughs> it just removes temptation out of your life and all sorts of things. Amen. So, so there's a transfer going on. Asking transfers. This is big, y'all. Asking transfers what you need out of where it doesn't need to be to where it must be. Asking does that. Now, the reason this is hidden, it's a mystery, is because the world... If they could manipulate this, they would, but they will never ask God. They, are, they don't feel like talking to God. You know, the, the world just says, well, the man upstairs, or, you know, they're afraid of him. So it's a hidden key that anybody can know about, but nobody but the righteous will implement. He's so cool. I mean, there it is. Anybody can read the Bible. Anybody, heathen, the Buddhists, the, the Mormons, the Muslims, whatever, they can all read this Bible and say, wow, I've got the key, but they can't implement it. You have to have understanding, don't you? You have to have a heart in there. So um, in uh, Matthew 5, verse 45, he said, he, listen to this. Don't turn there, but just let me read it to you. He said, look, he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. Now, the key here is, is that without asking, it's pretty much the same for everybody. If you don't learn to ask, you don't have much edge. Because it's just going to rain, it's just going to shine, it's just, gonna, it's just the same everywhere. In other words, he, he just doesn't have a thing that says, if y'all all move here, well, this is where it's blessed. No, we're going to have to ask. That's the difference. Well, th- I can do that. See, this is something I can do. If he told me I had to cross every river and climb every mountain, i go, God, I can't do that. But he says, can you ask? I can do that. That's what I can do. Can you do that? This is something we can do. Say, I can do that. Yes, you can. Amen. Now, I'm going to read you three or four scriptures here, and I just want you to listen to them because I want to tell you where what you need is. And I'm going to show you from the Word that what you need, I need to tell you where it is so that you can get it from where it is to where it needs to be. Now, listen to these scriptures. In Job 27, verse 16, the Bible says this, Though the wicked heap up silver as the dust and prepare raiment, clothing, as the clay, he may prepare it, but the just shall put it on, and the innocent shall divide the silver. So he's saying they've got our stuff. And then in Ecclesiastes 2, verse 26, it says, For God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy, but to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. All the sinners are out working for you. They're down at Walmart this morning putting in an eight-hour pull, and it's for you. You're in church, and they're working for you this morning. I'm telling you, here you are, just, you know, kick back, <laughs> practically unemployed for two hours this morning, and they're out there just busting it. And the Bible says they're doing it for you. They got to go to work. They couldn't get out of it. They they barely make it. And anything they get is coming to you and me. It says in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 21, Evil pursueth sinners. Wow. But that's not all. But to the righteous, good shall be repaid. A good man leaveth an inheritance to his children's children. Now listen, and the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. So that's where it's at. That's where it's at. It's down here already, but it's just in the wrong hands. But when you ask, <laughs> it transfers. And that's what I want to talk about this morning, because there's two kinds of transferring. There's two kinds of ways to ask. And we've been looking at asking God, and that is the major way, is where, where you ask God. And we're not saying this is a way around that, but sometimes when you ask God, there's a second part to it. There's a... There's a, there's a, there's a well, you ask him, and then he comes back and tells you what to do, and it involves asking men. First of all, we ask God, uh, Mark eleven twenty four. 24, Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them, believe you take them, and you shall have them. So, so we, when we pray, we do that. We, when we ask, we go to God and say, Lord, I thank you that uh, you put this in my heart, so now I'm asking you. Sometimes in our lives, he's told us, ask me for a new car, ask me for a new house. You go, I don't know about that. Well, that's your problem. You need to know about that. You need to know about that, that God will talk to you and say, ask me. He'll tell you what to ask him. Certainly all the promises you could do. There's just 8,000. How long will that take you? That'll keep you busy for the weekend, I'm sure, asking you all the promises. But if you'll fellowship with him, he'll tell you, ask me for this. You need it. Ask me for it lord. I'm just asking you for what you just told me to ask you for he said good I can move it to you. I can get that to you. It'll happen now Now you may say I don't know about that. See, that's the problem. You need to know about that If it's not working for you, well, you need to know about this stuff. Amen. So Here's how it works. We ask father and many times that's the end of it according to his word. We ask him And we believe we receive when we pray and we have it and and we're waiting on it. And certainly in in many kinds of requests like healing or or whatever, that's it can only come from him. But I'm telling you, there's something else that's happened. When you and I got born again, the the love of God came inside of us. What kind of love? The God kind of love came inside of us, not just brotherly love. I had that before I got saved. How about you? I love them that love me. (laughs) I did good to them that did good to me. (laughs) And I despise them that despise me. (laughs) But so I got the God kind of love. I've got the God kind of peace inside of me. How about you? I got the God kind of faith inside of me. The faith of God's inside of me. It's not some gimpy, uh, you know, Jericho faith. It's God's faith. But also, we got favor. We got the God kind of favor, and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. That the Lord'll have you ask Him, but many times He'll come back to you and say, "You got favor now. Go ask somebody." We hadn't been bold enough. Debbie talked last week and uh, about uh, in uh, in the it's in the Gospels. I don't really, there's several versions. It's uh, but talked about the, the, the friend, we're going to talk about it in a minute, but about the man that, that through impudence, Luke 11, that's good. Uh, Luke 11, through the man who uh, was shut up at night and then had somebody come in, he went to his friend, it says he went to his friend and said, I need some help. And the man said, I'm already in bed, don't bother me. But through his impudence, through his shameless boldness, the man had to get up and get the bread. And there's a part of that to us and for us amen now let me give you some scriptures here i don't want you to turn to them but i just want you to listen to these because it talks about god's favor on us that comes through men we're just so blessed god's got more than one way to get it to us like she said this morning. just he's just coming and going in nehemiah excuse me in proverbs 21 it says the king's heart is in the hand of the lord and as the rivers of water he turn it whithersoever he will so when I go to the king, now the king, the king's is a man with authority. He's got power to do things, and he's also got possessions to give things. So the king doesn't necessarily need, mean magistrate. It could be your, your employer or anybody that's got anything or the authority to influence your life. It says, I can go to the king, and that I go to the king, and God bypasses his stinginess and his littleness and his prejudices and his, his narrow-mindedness. The, the Lord just goes past that and just locks him up and turns him like he would turn the course of a river, and all of a sudden out of that, that man's mouth is saying, I will, I'll do it, I'll see to it, I'll take care of it, just consider it happening. And you never did really go to God in the sense of, Lord, I'm just standing on the promise. You just went in and said, boss, I need a job, I need a promotion. I, I, I'm your man, I'm honest. Listen, employers want an honest person more than they want anything in the world. You can know nothing and and be honest. And they'll say, I'll train you. I'll take care of you. We're already in the driver's seat, y'all. They're looking for you. But anyway, another scripture is in Nehemiah 2.8. It says, the king granted me according to the good hand of God upon me. So it didn't have anything to do with, well, you know, I hadn't been here long enough. And what I'm asking for is really big. The Bible says the the king granted according to God's good hand. The, the hand of the Lord is always the anointing. So God will just move on whoever you need it from. What, here's how it works. When you pray, when you believe you receive, God starts looking for the person that has what you just prayed for. He starts going, you know, he's not, he's not like weird, like I'm totally disorganized up here in heaven and they need it down there. I'm just going to have to da- access the whole database and see if any. No, he starts looking around to who's got it and who's available, and who can give it, and he starts going down the line. And if someone says, I ain't giving it to Kevin. I'm not. I'm busting it out. I'm not giving it. The Lord just says, boot. Number two steps in and says, yeah, I'll I'll do it. Well, number one, missed it. It's happened over and over for me. How about y'all? Where you just knew. You just knew. So it's according to his good hand upon us. Not according to, well, I don't know him that well, or well, you know... Uh, I saw him have a flat tire the other day, and I just drove on by, so I couldn't ask him, you know. It's no, it's according to his good hand. And in in Hebrews chapter 1, it talks about, in verse 14, about angels. he says, are they not ministering spirits sent for to help you for you? It it literally says, uh, to sent forth to minister for them who shall be ministers of salvation. So the angels are even in there working on whoever you need to get what you have prayed for. So that when you, when you go up to him and say, Mr. Boss Man or Mr. Businessman or Mr. Whoever, the, the Lord's already softened them up. He's already got that river moving in your direction. He's already, he's already got his good hand upon them where they can't deny you. I mean, God's too cool, y'all. But see, all these good things that he's done, it goes to naught if we don't ask. If we just assume, well, you know, the Lord knows where I'm at. And if he wants me to have it, he'll just send it. It's just bad theology. And I believe you could experientially, experientially say, it doesn't work that good. Asking will always work. Now, we've talked in weeks past, if you're just here, you know, we've talked about using the name of Jesus. We've talked about getting in the will of God. I mean, we've covered this whole thing. So we're not just saying out there. But on the other hand, whatsoever things you desire when you pray is still in there. You could miss it a little bit and the Lord would help you. Amen. So favors on your life. So let's say it together. Favor is on me. Favor's all over you. Favor's all over you. I mean, people look at you, looks at Roy Arnold, just says, and they don't mean to. It's past their understanding. They say, what have I got that that I could give him? And Roy's just walking around saying, you know, I'm blessed, I'm happy. And somebody's just looking for something to give you, Roy. I mean, all of us in here. Favor's all over us. But if we don't know that, we'll cower, we'll back up, we'll, we'll kind of, you know, be like, well, you know, I don't know. That's the wrong attitude for a Christian. I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm made just like Him, and He's in me, and He's bold, and I'm bold. And if I need something, now listen, it's not an option not to have it. This is another thing we hadn't covered. But your assignment from God demands some equipment, some funding, some, some, some. Uh, you got to be some places where you're not really qualified to be, and it's not an option to say, "Well, I don't know." It's not an option. If you can't get there any other way, and you don't get there this way, then you're disobedient, and you're you're missing it. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, so He's calling you and I to get bold. Now, if you've got a bold personality, some of you do. Hallelujah. It's not hard for you, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that That doesn't require faith when you're just already kind of keyed up and ready to bust somebody if they don't, you know, get in the boat with you. That's not what we're talking about. You know, and some little timid thing, you know, well, can hardly speak above a whisper. We're not talking about that. We're talking about shameless boldness from inside, just unwilling to care what other people think, getting up there and saying, you've got what I need and I'm here for it. Now, you may say, is that Bible? But I want to remind you about the Lord Jesus himself. Um, I, 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 just, I know there's a lot of things, but I remember him uh, in Mark chapter 14. He, he, uh, he sent his boys out and said, he said, uh, he said go get a colt for me. And, and if anybody asks you about it, just tell them the master has need of it. And you can read it there in the, in the scriptures. They just went in there and they started unloosing, you know, a colt that had never been written. And the owners come up and said, whoa. And they said, the master has need of it. Well, now, that doesn't seem like that's going to get it. You know, that doesn't seem like that's, you know, dinero and, and, you know, stuff like that. It's like, you know, how much would you take? They said, the master has need of it. And they said, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> Amen. Uh, in Mark chapter 11. No, I'm sorry, Mark chapter 14. That was Mark chapter 11, excuse me, about the cult. But um, in Mark chapter 14... It talks about a, uh, them, the Lord Jesus needing a, a chamber to have the Passover. And he tells them to go into the street. He said, you'll find a man with a pitcher, taking a pitcher, follow him in there, ask the goodman of the house for the room, and he'll give it to you. And so, you know, if you read that, you'll find out they found a man with a pitcher, followed him in, asked the goodman, said, the master has need of this room. And they said, well, here it is. So, you know, it wasn't a big praying, a big thing. Lord, I believe I receive, you know. It was just like, go take care of it. The favor of God is here to make a way where there seems to be no way. But somebody had to ask. Are y'all getting this? Is it working inside of you right now? Well, we're not near through. Hallelujah. In John chapter 6, we won't go there. But, you know, obviously the the little boy that had the five loaves and two fishes. Five fishes. Yeah, five loaves and two fishes. It's his lunch. Or if he was a business guy, you know, it was, it was he was fixing to take some jingle home, you know, from working the crowd. But the Lord just said, uh, what do you have? And they said, well, we got this boy here that's got this, but what is that among so many? But you notice that they went in there and confiscated it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they worked the miracle. It turned out all right, but they had to ask the boy, give us this stuff. It was his. And, you know, the Lord doesn't steal. He's not swiping stuff. <laughs> He's not, you know, got a little racket thing going here. They had to go in and entreat him and say, We need this. Amen? It worked. Um, I notice here in, uh, let's go to John chapter 2. This is just a few of them, but it is some that, that are more obvious. Where the Lord just asked for stuff that he needed. And it, he had such favor on him. And his guys, his helps had such favor that when they asked for the stuff, they just said, "Sure, sure, take it, take it." Now you have to understand, a colt back then was was uh, that was high class transportation. That that wasn't like that was just an animal. That was that's you you know you got my Acura, <laughs> you know you want my Lincoln? You know that this is this is this is this is good stuff. The colt didn't have any miles on it. Just you know, loaded him out of the. He was fresh, and so it wasn't like he got some gimpy three three-legged thing. That you know, it, it, this was stuff. This was good stuff. And in John chapter two, the the miracle, the first miracle of the Lord Jesus, it said in verse three, when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, they have no wine. Jesus saith unto her woman, What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. And his mother saith unto the servants. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Now, you notice here that that she put it over on him to say something. And what did he say? Verse 6, there was set there six water pots of stone, just the water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews containing two or three firkins apiece. And Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots. He asked them. I mean, he, it says it's, he saith there, but he pronounced it. The word means he commanded them, go fill these things up. And that, that wasn't like, you know, just a little dab. It was, it was a job. And so he asked them for what he needed, and they did it. And the miracle happened. So, y'all, we need to be a little less territorial in saying what's yours is yours and what's mine is mine. And you need to start saying what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine if I have need of it. And get a mentality of the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, and I'm a child of God, I'm doing God's business, and all of y'all are irrelevant. You are not a factor in this thing. Being nice and having rules of etiquette is out the door. We're gonna get the job done. We're gonna we're gonna produce. Amen. 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 We need to be a little bit offensive. You need to be a little obnoxious. Some of you don't have that far to go, but I'm <laughs> telling you the rest of you need you need to be just a little bit, just a little bit like I don't know about him. Bold, shame. What is that definition you used? Cocky boldness. That's right. I just listened. Offensive. You were here. <laughs> <laughs> Offensively bold. Well, that church doesn't like to hear this, but you know, but the church always wants to go. My God shall supply and Lord, you're helping me and Lord, I'm believing you. But there's the this, this second part. Amen. Amen. Now, I'm about to finish here, but I want to talk to you this morning, just a minute, about always answered asking. we got to turn it up a little bit. You've got to get out of you and get in the kingdom. It's not about you. And you know it is? God's taken care of you and I, but it's about the kingdom. It's about the Lord Jesus. It's about a, an end time message that has always been relevant, but is essential now. That we've got to operate in a mode we've never operated it in. Be it uncomfortable, be it foreign to us, be it against our personality, we got to go somewhere to obey the calling and the assignment on our life. You know, Peter said, make your calling and election sure. we got to get some things done, y'all, and it's not going to be the way we've always done it. Now, I'm glad for this message. I'm glad for for always answered asking. But it's not always just, it's kind of sometimes the safe route just to say, well, I'll go pray and I'll put it over on him. We don't want to hear the Lord say, go ask somebody. But you know that's what he's going to do. Because the evidence of faith is, is acting. He's going to put it back on you. Amen. I, I, hallelujah. Um, so there's two ways we're going to ask. One, the first way we're going to ask, the first avenue of asking is going to be the world. Say the heathen. The heathen. Yeah, just, I mean old rank sinners. Turn with me, if you would, to Exodus chapter 3. That doesn't sound right. It's not right. Oh, hallelujah! Come to church with the wrong scripture. Exodus chapter three. Well, I may have to read it to you. Seems like it's thirty. Okay, I won't take this out of y'all's time. It's what? Twenty-two. Thank you, Lord. And Lawrence, twenty-two. Well, that's what I had wrote down. Well, there it is, big as Dallas. Okay. Just skip that part. Would you cut that out of the tape there? <laughs> Chapter 3, that's what I had wrote down. Verse 20, verse 20, and I will stretch out my hand. Now, let's get a context here. Uh, Moses has been before Pharaoh and said, let my people go. He said, no, 10 plagues come, softened him up a little bit. His, his uh, firstborn son has just died, and so he's, he's a little bit more easily entreated. And uh, God says, I'll stretch out my hand and smite Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in the midst thereof. And after that, he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. See, we got it through the Lord Jesus, but it had to be imparted back then. And he said, uh, and it shall come to pass that when ye go, ye shall not go empty. But every woman shall borrow of her neighbor and of her that sojourneth in her house jewels of silver, jewels of gold, raiment, and ye shall put them upon your sons and upon your daughters, and ye shall spoil the Egyptians. Well, they had to ask them. Now, you may get kind of, you know, that word borrowed may work on you. But the word there in the Hebrew, if you look it up, it means to ask for yourself, to request, to require. It means to demand. And they didn't just say pretty pleased with sugar on top. They went in there and they plundered the Egyptians. And God intended it. He was pleased about it. He was happy about it. And it worked in the plan. So that's a part. We're going to go into the world. And then even what she was sharing about in the offering in 2 Kings, where, where uh, the Lord, where she says, we have a need. And the Lord spoke to her and said, well, let's go multiply what you do have to meet the need. And they took the pots. They went and borrowed pots. They went and asked them, can I borrow your kettle? Can I borrow your soap pan? Can I borrow your, your stew pan? Can, you know, and, they were, and, they, and, and they went and asked other people. Now, you could think, well, I don't really believe God's into that. I just ask the widow how hungry she was and how blessed she was after it worked. And she'd say, you're wrong, and she's right. Asking's Okay. Sometimes you have to ask. You can't get it. God can't get it to you without you entering in and asking. And listen, once faith has it, faith, if anything about faith, you know, faith knows. Faith has it. And so you already see it. It's like, so when, when what I believe God for and I see James having it and I and I need it, I just might come over and say, you've got what's mine. <laughs> he said, well, I got the title on this thing. I said, sign it over. <laughs> Well, he, he might think it's crazy. I'm, sh- I'm sure he would. But, you know, God's going to move on him. He's going to move on him with the favor of the Lord. And all of a sudden, he's going to do a crazy thing. How am I going to explain this to Jennifer? What am I going to tell her? You know, I just gave it away. I just, you know, he asked me for it and I gave it away. You, it's, it's that way. It's, it's against your mind. But it, is, it has got faith all over it. Amen. And um, when we moved to Tus- Tuscaloosa... And we had to be here in like the, the August 12th. And we just had a few days the, in that summer of 97 to start this church. And, and uh, we'd already started, but we were moving down here and we wanted to get Eric in school. And so we just, we just shamelessly was bold, were not financed, was not approved, was, didn't have anything going, but found the house. And we had to move in. But, you know, closing and all that sort of stuff. So we just asked the builder. We want the key now. No money down. I mean, we could have just, you know, camped out with all our long-haired friends or whatever, you know, and just, and just made a commune out of it for all he knew. But he said, sure. And he gave us the key. And then we closed down the road. Didn't, didn't require any money. It was beyond his own thinking. Um, when we, when we start, first started, our, in our, got in our first building that was ours, we, the, the money from where we were, we couldn't make our first payment in May. So we just asked him and said, uh, we want to make our first payment in June. He said, sure. It was thousands of dollars. He said, sure. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just waiting on God to move on that landlord. It's going to cost you thousands. It's going to mess up your cash flow. You're going to miss God because then you won't have it for what you needed. Amen. Um, How about a raise? Anybody in here think that might be cool to make more money this year than you made last year? Well, I'm just waiting on God to move on my boss. I'm telling you, he's a rock. He's a rock. He's not moving by God. He's not. He needs something that's visible. He needs something that comes in and just and, 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 and you walk in and it's you. But he sees something different. He He sees the favor of God. He sees like. This man is fixing. He's threatening me. He's going to leave if I don't do something. Uh, how much can I give you? What can I do? What, you want Sundays off? Sure. I got a bunch of heathens that'll work Sunday. They don't know the difference. Listen, y'all, we have not because we ask not. We need to go in there and just say, I, I need this. I want this. And I'm going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm just waiting on God. Yeah, but it takes longer that way. And besides that, we don't know it came from God a lot of times. Amen. So we need to have Sundays off. That's my call on it anyway. If I was out there and I was an honest man and I was working, I would know that I was the most valuable person that he could hire. That to have an honest man in his employ, someone that won't steal from him, that won't cheat on him, that won't you know, cheat his business, and won't, that, that he could turn everything over to me just like Joseph was turned over. Uh, everything that Potiphar had just turned it over to him. I'm telling you, they, they can't find those men. And I'd just tell him, I'd say, uh, Mr. Bossman, I have to have Sundays off because I'm that what makes me so good to you on Monday comes from me being in church on Sunday. And if you cut that off, well, then, you know, I'm just going to be like the rest of them. And he said, You know, that's worth more than anything to me. You know, you need Saturday afternoons off. How about, you know, you need a midweek off? You know, I'm telling you, you have not because you ask not. Oh, hallelujah. But the second type of people, uh, I'm winding this thing up, the second type of people that we ask, besides the world is what i'm going to call relationships and that was in luke chapter 11 verse 5 and we won't go there but but he talked about yeah let's go to luke chapter 11 let's just go there because she talked about a different part last week and i want to go to the part that she says well everybody always talks about this part well i yeah that's the part i want to talk about hallelujah she got that side done let let me um just look at this because this is the hardest part for for us This is the hardest part. You know, we think sometimes I could go ask a stranger or someone that, you know, I kind of got another job on the side anyway that I can't decide, so I'll just go ask my boss, and if he says no, I'll just jump ship. Well, that's not what this is all about. We're talking about knowing here. We're talking about having some things in faith. But in chapter 11, verse 5, it says, uh, uh, "...which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight?" See, Kevin would still be up, but most of us would already be gone, you know. And saying to them, friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut. My children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. See, now that's just, that's just what you're going to face out there. But he says, I say to you, though he will not rise and give him because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, his boldness, his shamelessness, that he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And then he goes in there and he says, and I say to you, ask, it'll be given to you, seek, and uh, you shall find, knock, and it shall be opened. See, when you go to God and ask for what you need, you're asking, when does it come? Right then. Say that. Right then. When you ask... It is delivered right then. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them, right then you shall have them. So you have it. God delivers immediately. Right then. It's there. So we're looking for it. It's not like he hadn't sent it or, you know, it's the the traffic's backed up between here and heaven or whatever. It's right then. It is done. It's a deal done then. And he's not hesitating. He's not working out some things about what you said last week or, you know, some sins you've been thinking. It's right then. And so he delivers right then. Well, it's because of this friend. Dr. Cole, Ed Cole, he always said this. He said, funds come from friends. You can't get people that aren't your friends to give you anything. They come from friends. Now, in the world, we just go with the favor of God, and the good hand of God goes past them, and in a sense, He becomes their friend, in a sense of they're overwhelmed. It's not you at all. It's Him on them. But on the other hand, you have people that that have, like I was talking about James here, that has what I need. And he's even over here saying, God, why do I have this? Are y'all catching this? Why do I have this? You know, I'm enjoying it. It's good. I bought it. It got it, but... Why do I have this? And I come over and I say, "James, I have need of that." Woo, yeah. Hallelujah. I you know, I this is right. This is good and he gives it up. And it takes care of the kingdom. Oh, amen. See, so it's right for a preacher to take an offering from friends. Oh, that was slow, y'all. That was too slow. We need to reprogram, y'all. It's right. It's right for the pastor to receive offerings in the church. Robert Shuler said he built the Crystal Cathedral in California. He said he asked for every dollar in that thing. He did. It was millions of dollars, and he asked for every one of them. He, I'm not talking about just went off in a hole somewhere and asked God. He went and asked for every dollar. And I'm telling you, he's done just fine, don't you think? He's, he's doing just fine. Um, we don't, it's not always monetary. Sometimes you've got to ask people for things that aren't fi- financial, you've got to ask people to help you. Come help me come give you to me come help me Oh, I just wouldn't want to ask I've known several men that would not ask others to help them They would just go do it themselves. I'd rather do it myself than 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 ask somebody You're wrong You're wrong because by doing it yourself you you did something that somebody else could do and be a blessing to them But then you weren't available to go to do what you were supposed to go do our time is not just like free time Everything's measured. The steps of a good man in order of the Lord. So you've got to get somebody to help you. Give to me your time. Give to me your influence. I have written letters of recommendation. I've had letters written, reference letters written to me where someone gave me their name. And it opened the door. They saw Michael Billings and the door was shut. Let me in. No. But then they saw these other names on a letterhead that said, let Michael in. They said, come on in, son. We've got a place for you. See, so, so I asked for their name, their influence, their favor, and it opened the door and it affected the kingdom. And so then sometimes you ask people for their friendship. Be my friend. I need that. Well, I'm, you know, you just, you just were tempted just to say, I don't want to ask anybody. And it's not that you ask them straight up, well, be my friend, but you ask them to go out. You ask them to come over. You ask them to go drink coffee, and you, you're asking of them, would you be in relationship with me? I need you. I want you and I need you. And I've asked God to open up relationships and now I'm asking you, be in relationship with me. And they'll say yes. And your life will be increased and you'll increase them as well. Now we have to go back to, you have not because you ask not. So how many of y'all have some asking to do now? All over the house. We've got some asking to to, to do. Um, I can tell you in the sense of uh, natural time, we're behind we should have already had this message in the church we should have already been always answered askers and that we would have already had those things in our lives and then based on those we would have built on those and we would have gone further and faster but the lord knows and so he's measured this and metered this but to be on time we got to put this into operation so you're going to have to pray about your asking i know debbie talks about this uh a lot and uh about uh uh, cause the Lord told her that time, she talked about it last week about, uh, says I'll answer every prayer, but I'll, but I'll ask none of them. I won't pray any of them for you. So there's, there's a, there's a, there's a God side. He'll answer every one of them, but there's our side to ask every one of them, to pray every one of them. So to do that, you got to fellowship with the Holy ghost. You can't just throw it out there. You know, if my words abide in you and you, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you'll ask what you will. We, we got to abide some things to do accurate asking. You won't have boldness. You won't have faith to ask for things that you hadn't fellowshiped with him about. And you've, you've, worked, you've sifted out the stuff that's just the flesh. And, but you've worked in stuff that you go, God, that's, that's more than I would have asked for. But I, I sense you saying, ask me for this. We, we've got three cars in our lives just by being on time and asking God, Lord, it's, we're asking you for a car. We've, we're asking you for a house based on you leading us to ask you. And there it is. So you can live better and drive better and everything else better if you'll ask. So let's stand up this morning. Praise his name. Hallelujah.